Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Why Won't You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though in the times of corona, you could spit in my mouth and I would say, ah, hydrated. (laughs) No. (laughs) My guest today, you know her from one day at a time. She's on Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's Sandina Muha. Hello. (laughs) Sandina, thank you. I really got myself with that one. It was gross. Uh, Thank you so much for fucking doing this. And uh, I just want to say, like, I've asked you, I asked you so fucking long ago to do the podcast just because I think you're very funny and uh, just a wonderful person. But there was an accessibility issue, which is like fully fucking embarrassing (laughs) that it was like I couldn't have you on my podcast because it's the accessibility. And uh, I ran into like, not to like be like as an able body or I don't want to ableist. Yeah. I don't know. As a person not in a wheelchair to be like, Santina, I finally saw it and realized it. But I was doing a show that was like upstairs at the club and none of the elevators worked. And I watched this person very calmly and like just, you know, figure it out. But I was like, oh, my God, if everywhere I went, I had to figure out how to fucking get yeah. there. I would lose my goddamn mind. Oh, yes. Hello. Welcome to my brain. It sucks. And it's 2020. <laughs> and I've been in a wheelchair since 1990. And it's not getting much better. It really isn't. I thought it would. But it's like, so it's actually getting worse. And the reason it's getting worse is because I'm not 10 anymore. And so I don't really want to be carried anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when I was little, yes. if I went somewhere that wasn't accessible and my... 26 year old mother carried me up the stairs who cares but now mm-hmm. i'm not 10 anymore my mother's not 26 anymore you know what i mean nobody's like yeah. we're not carrying each other anymore <laughs> it sucks it sucks yeah. and i don't want to be as a, as an adult woman i just don't want to be carried up a flight of stairs mm-hmm. it's annoying yeah it fucking sucks and then it took ucb a minute to put in a fucking ramp i was like this should be a no fucking brainer. Like, why isn't there a ramp? It took them a minute, but you know what? At least they did it because honestly, they're one of the only comedy theaters that I can even access at all, at all. I mean, truly think about there's so many. And in the beginning, when I was a plucky improv student, I got carried up and downstairs because of course I wanted to Mm -hmm. get those 10,000 hours and become an expert. 
But now mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm on a, I'm on a TV show, so I'm not gonna do your upstairs <laughs> improv show. You know what I'm saying? That's my favorite flex of all time. <laughs> not even, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm, only, I'm on fucking TV. I mean, I'm, I'm recurring. I don't even know if I can even. Bear, I'm, 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 I'm like a little bit recurring. So can I flex? I don't even know. But it's like, come Fuck on. Yes. The flex. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I'm an adult woman. Do I want to be carried? And it was, and then in my college days, it was all cute and flirty and fun. Oh, a keg. Mm -hmm. she, it's like a keg with tits. Let's carry her up the stairs. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, come on. Of course. No, I've literally never heard that before. That is so fucked up. Yeah, of course. That's the, and then, but when I was in college, what was I going to say? I mean, I wanted to be, I wanted to hook, you hook up with these in? guys just as much as anyone else. So I laughed, but you know, it's like, it's, it's hurtful. And then you get these images yeah. in your brain of, of, of being less than, less than a person and they stay mm -hmm. in there and then you are in therapy forever. Yeah. That fucking blows. I, one of the best shows I've ever had was at the DC improv, which is an amazing club. Uh, they had a sign language interpreter uh, and it was just so much fun to like, like see mm -hmm. how language is translated in ASL. And I was just so, I like asked the club, I was like, how did that come about? And he was like, oh yeah, we just have on the website that, uh, if you, or maybe it's not on the website. I don't know. He was like, if you call and tell us you need an interpreter, we will get you an interpreter. That's awesome. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking, that's how every place should be. The best ASL interpreter I ever saw was at a Rihanna concert. And this truly, <laughs> she looked like a, like, like a stereotypical, what we're now calling a Karen. That's what she looked like. Uh -huh. But she was, she was signing the words with the, the same emotion that Rihanna was singing mm -hmm. them. And it was just like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah, this interpreter would add things sometimes. He was like, you said things I couldn't figure out how to translate fast enough. So there was this, I can't even remember the joke, but uh, he interpreted it as what the fuck. He <laughs> <laughs> was just like, uh, the fuck? Right. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard because I was like, yeah, the message it got conveyed. Uh, it was, yeah, I had a blast. It was great. And it's not just stairs, by the way. It's like bathrooms are inaccessible all the time. And like in terms mm. of dating, right? So if a guy asks me, hey, do you want to go to this like restaurant? And I know that that bathroom, that, that restaurant doesn't have an accessible bathroom. I have to come up with a weird reason why I don't mm -hmm. want to go to that restaurant because I'm not going to bring up bathrooms or accessibility before yes. we've even met in person and be like, oh, hey, here's what you're signing up for if you date me. <laughs> I can't go anywhere because, I mean, that's not true, but I don't want to seem like a problem child <laughs> mm -hmm. from the, at the gate, right? So I have to say like, oh, I, I don't mm -hmm. like Italian food, which is like oh, so much bullshit. Come on, you know me. <laughs> I mean, uh -huh. at all. Santina. My name is Santina. I mean, I don't like Italian food. So it's like I have to come up with a reason why I won't go to, sorry, little doms to throw you under the bus, but, you know, your bathroom's not accessible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, things like that. It's like, it's so hard. And I don't know why we live in a world where you can, you like, you can tell somebody in a wheelchair, sorry, you can't come in our building. These are things you're not allowed mm -hmm. to say to anybody right now these days. If you told anybody else you can't come in our facilities or you can't mm -hmm. use our bathroom, there would be people marching outside with signs like this. But you could still tell people in wheelchairs you can't use our facilities. Basically, that's what you're saying. And I don't want to hear your grandfather-in-law yeah. because, you know, grandfathers are out. Like, open a newspaper. Wait a minute. So there's like grandfathered laws that say that you don't have to make your establishment yeah, yeah, accessible. Yeah, 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 there's loopholes on loopholes on loopholes. Fuck Santina, this it's crazy. Blows. People don't understand. They don't even notice it's happening. And then I can't tell you how many friends I've had or people I've dated or whatever that have said to me, "Oh my god, I didn't even notice this was happening until I, you know, I started hanging mm -hmm. out with you." And you know, it's really eye opening. And it's been like I'm telling you, it's been happening. And my whole life. I mean, and I'm not desensitized mm -hmm. to it, but I'm I'm tired. Like, I'm so tired sometimes. I don't know. I try to speak up. I've tried to be an activist. I've tried to let it go. I feel like I've tried all of the tech, tech like, mm -hmm. tactics. So I don't know. I meant to ask you if you ever got what happened with American Airlines resolved. Oh, fuck American Airlines. They're horrible. What exactly what exactly happened again? I just refresh my memory. 
a flight attendant was like an asshole to you? Well, yeah. So they they took me on the airplane and they so when I was someone in a wheelchair has to get on an airplane. First, I have to transfer onto this like it looks like the the Hannibal Lecter chair. That's what it looks. <laughs> it looks like that scene. So now, and they strap me in like I'm like I'm gonna kill somebody, and they bring me to my seat. Okay, so now everyone's watching. Everyone peeks above their Sudoku puzzle to watch this happen, and I just mm-hmm. have to like wave, like uh, I don't care. I'm I'm fine with this. Hello. And then um, they put me in, uh, and then so what happened on this particular day was. Uh, they banged the chair down. So I hurt, it hurt my back really bad. And, um, and it gave me a headache. So I, no flight attendant checked on me the entire time, asked me if I was okay, nothing. So on the way out of the plane, I said to them when I was going off, I said, did you guys know that I was injured getting onto this plane by one of your staff members? And they said, yeah. And I said, Mm -hmm. well, I just think that's rude that no one checked on me this is that is all i said and these Mm -hmm. flight attendants lost their shit they started screaming yes i was shocked and i wish i had taped it because these are the days where if you don't tape things nobody believes you yes the people don't fucking believe you yeah they were like oh you know what i am so sick of you yeah yeah yeah. you get off this plane get off this plane and i was like well i don't have a choice because i was being pushed off the plane in the Hannibal Lecter chair and then Mm -hmm. this one woman said to me you know what if you're so sick why don't you travel with a nurse yeah i said i'm not sick i was the only reason i'm addict is because of you i'm not sick when i'm sick i get sick i'm not sick yes i'm not just perpetually sick that's so rude oh my god i know i know that is so fucked up it's like so sorry you were so inconvenienced but it was like it's not an inconvenience it's a part of your job like you yeah have it's it's a part of your fucking job like how dare you that is so fucking rude and it sucks that you have to like deal with that it's rude it sucks it sucks so bad it's constant and it's nobody even it's so rampant that nobody even know, like realizes it's happening and whenever people talk about uh, my like minorities and oppression and discrimination, mm-hmm. and that's like such a hot topic right now. But it's it's so consistently left out of the conversation. So I feel really invisible sometimes, which is mm-hmm. it's hard to make a Jersey Sicilian feel invisible. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I do, you know. And I I just want people to understand we because I want I'm like I'm on this train like I want to fight for everybody's rights but I we got to include people with mm-hmm. disabilities we have to because it, first of all like disability does not discriminate right there are mm-hmm. black people in wheelchairs gay people in wheelchairs mm-hmm. Asian like it doesn't matter old young trans whatever it doesn't mm-hmm. matter like it, it you know what I mean disability doesn't discriminate yeah, absolutely. so we have to include it in all of the conversations because there are people who like me, everything else is working and just be like, like, I don't know, when you sit down, do you all of a sudden become ugly and stupid? No. Mm-hmm. So what do you, why are you take, or, or whatever, if you close your eyes, all of a sudden do you forget everything you ever learned? No, mm-hmm. we have to treat people like people. This is like, that's like the main problem in the world today, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's, um, I've been trying to, I can't figure it out, but it's something I need to figure out. Like when I post videos, to have the words at the bottom know, for hearing impaired people. Cause it's, Oh, I, I, when you live in a body where you're like, most of it works. Okay. Yeah. You never think about the people who live in bodies where things work differently than your body. And it's such, it is like when you said that friends have been like, I didn't realize this shit happens to you until I started hanging out with you. I was like, God damn, we're all so short-sighted like i'm trying to think of a children's book uh, with a kid in a wheelchair where it wasn't about the kid in a wheelchair and i've been trying to think of a movie about someone in a wheelchair where it wasn't about them being in a wheelchair and i'm like why isn't there a rom-com of a main character in a wheelchair where the story is She's a news editor who like can't break a story, but then moves back to her small town. And man, Chad's looking good. I know. But like, we never address her in a chair. Like, why? It's, no, it's, it's not like, gonna happen. It's so I mean, fucking it's, crazy. It's it, it will happen eventually, and I hope it happens in my lifetime. Because by the time, I mean, at this rate, I'm gonna be playing a grandmother anyway. So the wheel, so the. <laughs> I mean, whatever, <laughs> at this freaking rate. But you know what I'm saying? Like that's what I've been fighting for my whole life, and I've tried mm-hmm. to do. I tried to like, okay, we're going to talk about the wheelchair. Then I tried, you know what? I'm not even going to mention it. But 
it's hard because we're not really there yet. So it's sort of mm-hmm. like how, I don't know, I feel like I can, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to include it in the storyline, but we've got to like m- not make it the, like my character can't kill herself in the end because she was in a wheelchair. Get out of Yeah. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And that's, that's like all you see it. Or people think like the, that me being in a wheelchair is the worst thing that ever happened to me. And honestly, it's like, I don't really sit around thinking about I'm in a wheelchair until I'm out in the world and everybody's staring or I can't go into your thing. But like, mm-hmm. when I'm at home, like in my own space, you think that I'm thinking about it? No, no, it's just, it's part of your norm and that's how you live. Um, that being said, how, Let's see. How do I phrase that? What what is the initial reaction when on like a dating app uh, when someone hits you up? Is it always them pointing out the wheelchair first? No, it's not always. But like, OK, that's another thing I played with. Right. So I thought, OK, maybe if I what do I do? Do I not mention it because I don't want, you know, everything to be about that? And also there are fetishists out there who really are attracted mm. to the wheelchair. And I'm not. That's not my thing. I'm not trying to attract a fetishist personally, you know, do your, mm-hmm. do your thing, but that's not mine. <laughs> and, um, so, but then I'm like, no, because I don't want to <laughs> just show up on the date and really, I don't know, surprise the person. And also mm-hmm. it's 2020, you know, I'm Googleable. Everybody can Google right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do your homework before you get to the assignment. Right, right, right. I, I don't, don't know wanna... if that made any sense. Well, I got it <laughs> but i don't want to hide it right i don't want to hide it mm-hmm. um so okay so then i put it in my i put pictures of myself in there but didn't but made no mention to it and at this point on my dating apps it now it just says i'm in a wheelchair from a car accident when i was little but i'm still living and loving my life jersey mm-hmm. again and then i say jersey girl la woman something like that mm-hmm. so just like to show them like there okay? yes now you there that's, that's my whole sit. fucking deal in a sentence and i understand i'm not stupid i know we're gonna have to talk about like okay how do things work like we'll get there mm-hmm. we'll get there but you know do i ask the guy out the gate have you ever had erectile dysfunction or like do, oh, what's your sperm count or uh-huh. like, you know what I mean? Uh, do you suffer from premature ejaculation or like, how do you fuck? I mean, do I say that out the gate? That's literally insane to me oh, that yeah. somebody would ask you how you fuck. Somebody welcome to my twenties, going to a bar, giving a man alcohol and him dancing with you for five minutes. Mm-hmm. That that's all he needs to ask you. Can you have sex? How do you have sex? Do you feel sex? It's. I mean, the amount of times I've been asked that is like, it's. So, I don't even know which type of harassment that is. I'm like, are you? Is this like? Is this ableist? Is this me too? What the fuck? This is everything. It's everything at once. Oh my god. I mean, it's crazy. It honestly. I have never once thought about it, but now that I am, I'm like the same way everybody else would. And also like, I don't know, you'll figure it out if you get to, if you get to that, you know, moment in time, like that's Well, my like, joke is like, are you guys doing a lot of walking while you're having sex? <laughs> what is walking? Have to do with the, especially my, as the receiver. <laughs> to, you know what yeah. I mean? What do, what do I? Yes. Can I have sex? Yeah. That is literally the most bonkers thing that I I like I'm laughing because I'm trying to like think of the person's brain where they're like, "Wait. They sit down in a wheelchair. How do they fuck?" Right. Like that like it there's no you know, like an improv, it's like A to C. That's like A to Z. That's like, <laughs> it's so crazy to and me. And a lot of guys, um, Zabs don't ask, but um, but a lot of them do. And I understand, and here's the thing too. Like I said, I understand there's things we're going to have to talk about. Like, hey, I live in an apartment uh, in the second floor and my building doesn't have an elevator. How do we do this? But like, we'll mm-hmm. get there. First, I want to know if we have the same taste in music and mm-hmm. if you're funny and if, you know, whatever. Are you a cat person or a dog? Like, let's figure out if we like each other and mm-hmm. then we'll talk about how we're going to fuck. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that should 
go across the board for everybody. I, well, I mean, exactly. <laughs> unless unless you're just there to fuck, which is great. Yes. Again, that's do whatever. your thing. That's great. But that's not, I have in my thing looking for a relationship. I'm not, mm-hmm. like, I don't really want to be, and maybe part of the reason that I'm, that that's my mentality is because I'm in a wheelchair, because I haven't had many one night stands many but you know i think it's because i don't really like the idea of being some sort of like notch on someone's bed yes like i fucked a girl in a wheelchair once you Mm -hmm. know what i mean i don't want that um i would rather but for me sex is part a connection is part of sex for me Mm -hmm. that's like whether and it's not just there's other girls in wheelchairs that do their own thing i I don't know Mm -hmm. but for my my own take on that is it's like, it, yeah, it makes me feel very odd to, like, satisfy someone's curiosity. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Yeah. Nobody like wants to be a fucking science experiment. No. I don't. So, anytime someone's sexy. like, you're the first black girl I've been with. I'm immediately turned off. I'm like, I don't. Right. I don't want this to be an experiment that's like, well, once you go black, will I go back? <laughs> Let's see. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Fuck. It's ugh, it's so fucking gross to me. Uh, what apps are you on? Well, I don't go on them all like often. I kind of mm-hmm. bounce around, but I have on my phone right now Hinge, Bumble, and Raya. Okay. How has Raya been for you? I don't love it. I don't love Raya. I feel like everybody, like all the girls are looking for Joshua Jackson and all the guys are looking for a Hillary Duff or whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I'm just like, where's Pacey? Is Pacey, you know? <laughs> The like famous people on it. I yeah. just I don't like Raya. I think it's. I also uh, don't like the whole um, in memoriam slideshow. What is that? <laughs> I don't get if, any information about this person except for one song that they like. If you're not on Raya, <gasps> Santina is talking about when you get to someone's profile, a song plays in a slow montage of pictures happen as if they passed yesterday right. and you're deciding which grave to visit. It is so weird and funny. I am on all of the apps. I don't love Bumble because I I think black women come off already as aggressive and angry. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, she messaged me first. <laughs> she must be real aggressive. I don't like it for that reason. Also, that's why if I match with someone, most you'll usually get from me is hi, which is just mm-hmm. like, here, I opened the door. You got to say the first thing. But a lot of, I hate when Bumble's like, may I suggest something more clever? I'm like, no, it's I'm, like, no bitch. I'm, I know more clever <laughs> things. I, it's like, uh, I fucking do comedy. <laughs> So you could fucking leave me alone? Yeah, it's but like, I also don't like when a guy approaches me and the the question out of the gate is like some stupid trivia. I, I don't like that either. Like, which one of these things about me is t- true and which one is a lie? I don't fucking know you at all. How will I know this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't love trivia. The best uh, first message I ever got from a guy was uh, he was uh, we matched on Hinge and on Hinge you can like like a picture and then if you match. Yeah. You say something or whatever, but I didn't say anything, just matched with him. And then he messaged me back. He was like, I already started the conversation. You're going to make me start it again. And I was like, <laughs> eh. right. and I wrote back, yes. And then an hour later, it was like, all right, here's the answer to your fucking witty query. And then we dated for a little bit. And turns out <laughs> I like bigger dicks. <laughs> um, anywho, <laughs> it truly felt like a like a little needle stabbing me. It was so tiny. I was like, how do you how do you? <laughs> That's not nice. I shouldn't shame people for having little dicks. But, you know, when it's attached to a bigger dick, you get to giggle about it. (laughs) Um, You said before we started that you have messages from these apps that you want to read. Yeah, yeah. I want to read this one. This was this is just like this guy. I don't think he had a clue. Okay, so basically I asked him something about, he went to Venice Beach, and I said something about, like, uh, were people wearing masks, right? Because mm-hmm. it's corona time. And he said something about, I'm sure, when was the accident? So then I went, my car accident? I was six, so a long time ago. What kind of work do you do? And he goes, visual merchandising. You? And I said, acting and writing mostly. And then he goes, what's dating been like since? Oh. Uh. I go, since when? He goes, post-accident. But also during COVID. 
Huh. And then I said, well, when I had the accident, I was six. So dating has really changed a lot for me since then. For example, I'm allowed to cross the street now. I mean, come on, dude. What do you mean? And I guess I understand what he's saying, but didn't he see that I was kind of like dodging it, right? It's like mm-hmm. you got to read the room. That is so funny. It's like, I don't want to talk about it right now. We'll talk about it later. Yes. You can bring it up. Once we get to the text message portion of this relationship, maybe, you know, you want to mm-hmm. ask me like, so you were in an accident. What happened? I mean, we can talk about it. I'm, I'm not delusional. But I, I can't, I'm not going to explain individually to every person on the internet what, what happened. And it's also so funny because you answered the question and then they kept getting it like that's it was that's weird this is someone that someone wrote this is not on a dating app but it was on a a buzzfeed video i did about Mm -hmm. dating someone in a wheelchair this guy wrote i think i just threw up my mouth people who are in wheelchairs are disgusting looking creatures i would have made fun of you and pushed you in a lake to see if you can swim oh my fucking god and then Another person, I don't have this one screenshot, but another person said something about that he would date me because he could, uh, something about leave me in the basement and I, and he wouldn't even need duct tape because I couldn't get upstairs, something like that. Oh my God. They're aggressive. They're like aggressive. And that's the extreme, obviously. Those are trolls. Uh, Yes. I mean, I just can't fathom why somebody i mean i have trolls too who like will comment on my weight or my race uh mm-hmm. but i just like i truly don't understand anybody on the internet who's like you know what i'm gonna try to break this person today by saying yeah. the nastiest thing possible it's like what you have a lollipop or a popsicle or something fun you need something sweet right. in your life to like make you happy or i don't know take a nap i promise you'll be refreshed like <laughs> fucking put your phone away something that something. is so fucked up my god santina i am so sorry you have to fucking deal with that like that sucks it's hard because i mean whatever it's- Thank you. Thank you very much for your sympathies. And and I appreciate it. But it's like, it's like, what are we supposed to do right now where the world, like, okay, dating and like going out to a bar, right? You just don't know who you're meeting. Mm-hmm. But at least the, the, per, the guys there can see, oh, here's a girl who goes out, who lives her life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I think with dating apps, they wonder if I can even do that but then it's like hello look at i have pictures with friends i have Mm -hmm. clearly i'm living a full life do you think that dating you like that i guess guys sometimes some of the comments i see is people are afraid that they're gonna have to take care of me or be my nurse or Mm -hmm. something like that and i'm like well what do you think that i've been doing for the past 36 do you think i've been dressed myself once the the last my whole life (laughs) i mean it it sucks that there's like so much weight that goes into dating for you. Uh, have you during quarantine dated at all? Have a you done little, like FaceTime dates I've or whatever? Like fa- a little bit, yeah. It's good, and it's okay. I mean, it's it's fine. I've met some nice guys. I went on one FaceTime date. I matched with this guy. He it was we talked for like maybe two days, and he's like, "We should get a drink after all this, or have a FaceTime date." And I was like, "Okay." So we like exchange numbers. I like put on all this makeup and I was trying to do it on my computer because uh, my phone was about to die. And then I could not figure out the volume. I like so it was just me (laughs) moving closer to the camera with my mouth moving and he couldn't hear anything. And then I hung up, called back and did the same thing again because I truly couldn't figure it out. And then I messaged him on the app. I was like, I'm having trouble uh, with my FaceTime forgetting that I had his phone number and I could just text him to tell him. And then he texted me and was like, uh, Hey, Hey brah, you broken. And I was like, Oh shit. Oh, I have his number. And I was like, I message you on the app. I'm so sorry. Um, I can't figure this out. Uh, let me like, uh, charge my phone for a bit. And he's like, Oh, I have friends coming over at seven. I was like, you have friends coming over during oh. Corona. <laughs> and <laughs> so that was my adventure into FaceTime dating. And then I said, you know, I think the break I'm taking from dating is maybe for the best. I think the Lord is trying to tell me 
that uh, for right now, it is a no. And then I said, dear Lord, I'm not listening. I'm going to text the last dude that I dated before quarantine started and see what's up. And then he didn't text me back. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I'm batting zero for two. And then before I could try to go from a third, I like had a therapy session and she was like, bitch, you're fine. You're fine alone. Like just fucking chill the fuck out. You stupid bitch. Oh God. I got, I got hit on a lot in my twenties because I, I don't really go out drinking like now as much as mm-hmm. I used to. So I think I'm like less flirty or maybe I'm like less overt. I'm putting, I am putting myself out there less, you know, as everyone, I'm sure you have friends that have said to you, like, you gotta put yourself out there. My God, and it's everyone's fucking suggestion. I know. Right. And it's like, well, look, no offense. I, I don't, the, I, whatever I put myself out there, I don't really usually love what I get back. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, so, it's so much freaking work and I'm trying to make it in fucking Hollywood. That's oppressing me. I'm trying to make it in the mm-hmm. world. That's oppressing me. I can't even go down the street without almost tripping on a sidewalk that a root is growing up from. Like I can't move around my neighborhood. Now I have to put all this work into dating. It's like, I yeah, in my twenties when I would just get drunk and wear a, a low cut shirt, it was easier. <laughs> You know, but now I'm just like, that's not my, it's just, mm-hmm. I've, 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 and that's okay too. If you're doing that in your thirties too, I just don't feel like it anymore. That's just not my, whatever. It's just not what I'm doing anymore. I so mean, how do I let a guy know? Okay. I want it. So I, I think like I'm kind of half-assing it by going on the apps. I'm like, Hey universe. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm open to dating, but also I don't somebody. like to do the work. I really yes. don't. Once a text message conversation reaches past like five or six exchanges, I'm like, you want to just call me? Because I'm kind of in that middle, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I grew up with talking on the phone, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm not like my mom's age where I can't figure out a tweet or a text. (laughs) But I'm not like my cousin's age where I can text somebody all day long and just think that Mm -hmm. we've spoken. Like, I'm in the middle, right? So I have to get on the phone at some point. But I don't want to because right now there's so much going on in the world. I'm like, why do I want to talk to a stranger for an hour when I, I have, like, yes. need to check on my friends right now? Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, I care about all my friends. I don't fucking give a shit about this stranger. It's I don't hard. love this stranger. I, I don't want I, this. No, exactly. I like, how are you? But then once it gets past that, I like, honestly, do I care how you are today? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I don't really. know. I don't fucking know you. Uh, Real quick, we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com, N-U-U. L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code date me 20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y.com newly with two U's with code date me 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes. 
Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to uh, Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Um, can I add? Okay, here's a question. What is the dumbest questions you've been asked about being in a wheelchair? You know, this was so interesting. When I first moved to LA, about two weeks in, I fell and broke my femur and I had to wear a cast on my leg. So I was meeting people for the first time with the cast on my leg. So mm -hmm. they thought that that's why I was in a wheelchair. So it was like a social experiment <laughs> where people were like letting their guard down. And that was such oh, an man. interesting time because they would say things to me like, um, Oh man, you know you should keep your wheelchair after your leg is healed and bring it to like Disney so you can cut the lines. Oh boy. Which by the way, that that's not really a thing anymore. So thanks it's a lot. It's not? No, because now that there's fast pass, I have to do it just like everybody else. So I'm like, great. So now everyone's gonna stare at me and I don't get the the benefit of cutting the lines. <laughs> Fucking awesome. So um there's that another time a guy said to me, I swear to God, I don't know what he was. I, he was, um, 
he said to me, this was at like an art exhibit of a friend of mine I went to, I was wearing a headband. He said, that was a good idea that you wore a headband to take attention away from the wheelchair. <gasps> My God! Really? So, I mean, this, if, if only I had worn a headband throughout high school, maybe I would have <laughs> got asked to the prom. Yeah, Santina, I don't know if you know this. If you just put on a headband, yeah. your entire life is going to be uh, much more better. Amazing. It's be rosy. Put on a headband, I- I'm getting that rom-com. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, a question about acting. Do you you do you get to go out for stuff that's like not wheelchair specific? I mean, it's getting better. Mm-hmm. It's getting slowly better, but not much. I mean, and I have a good agent now that and they push for me and they try. And there's a few casting directors that are really well aware of this mm-hmm. and making an effort. But no, I mean, here, unfortunately, I chose a job where it's legal to be discriminated against for my looks. Yeah, it's wild because you can get discriminated against for your looks and your age. Yeah. And it's like it's so fucking nuts. Like I truly didn't start until maybe three years ago. I would like look at breakdowns or look at deadline and see what was like getting greenlit or whatever. And then I would tell my agent I was finally like at a good agency. I was like, hey, can you submit me for this part? or see if they're doing non-traditional casting for X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they would like ask. And then sometimes I would like get an audition or get in the door or like they would like offer me a smaller part or something. And I was like, so all I had to do was fucking ask people to open their minds to something different. It's like, it's uh, it's so fucking wild. But you know, I've also had casting directors say, we can't bring her in for this. We're trying to cast someone who's diverse. That and is, I and that really now I'm just like oh again it's like the Disneyland thing I'm like fuck so you're trying to tell me I don't get to just get, enjoy the benefits of of a fucking Karen who just gets to walk around mm-hmm. privileged ass all day but also I don't even get considered to be a minority what am I then yeah that's fucked up and I don't think that's a question anyone has actually like asked themselves that it's like well if a person in a wheelchair is not diverse. If they're not a minority. But they are what, a minority. What, what, what are the they? Definition, a minority. Because yes. just like you said, are you seeing us on TV? Are you reading us, seeing us in books? Are you seeing us represented? Then we are a minority. Mm-hmm. Period. That's what a minority is. So, and, and, as far as I know. Am no, I, you're am I oppressed? absolutely right. Am I right. discriminated against? Yes, yes. So then, am I a minority? Yes. That's yeah. how it is. That's how it is. I mean, and and if you're going to say, well, there's just not that many people in wheelchairs, that's not true either. Because I can honestly tell you, I know at least 100 people in wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. Do you? No. Do someone, do most of your listeners? Probably not. And that's because they're not seeing them. I happen to Mm -hmm. know that many because I'm surrounded in these circles where we're seeing Mm -hmm. them because I go to these. So they, we all exist, but we keep getting pushed out of everything, pushed out of everything. And we keep having to preach to the choir. We're constantly put in situations Mm -hmm. where we're just saying to each other, this is unfair, but you know, that doesn't, it it gets you only so far. It gets you somewhere. Mm -hmm. And supporting each other is very, as women, we need to support each other. And Mm -hmm. as women within our minorities, we need to support each other, right? That's important. So, and and I'm trying to do it because there was a time, there was a time that if I saw another girl in a wheelchair, especially another like girl my age, pretty, Mm -hmm. active, I would be like, you know, I was like, that, yes. that's, that's my direct competition right there. Please, mm-hmm. nobody else ever know her. But then I started to realize that's fucked up too, right? So now yep. I'm trying to, um, to like, I have that show at UCB where I, uh, and I'm and I'm turning it into a, like a talk show type of a thing where I want mm-hmm. to consistently bring other people with disabilities and help, help put them in the spotlight as well. Because mm-hmm. that's important, but it's scary. We do that to each other just as women. So yes. never mind when you start narrowing down to your own little mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Because like, the society will have us believe there can only be one. There can only be one, but it's like, that's not true. There can be as many as we want, as many as there needs to be. It's so fucked up. It's so crazy. But like your show, I haven't gotten a chance to do it. Uh, and hopefully when the theater reopens, I will. But uh, can you just uh, explain it a little bit for people who are in L.A. who might be able to come? Yeah, yeah. And also for people who will be able to listen to it once I start doing it really soon it's going to be a talk show because with covid 
Like mm-hmm. you said, I can't do it right now on the, on the stage. It's called rolling with my homies. So mm-hmm. basically the, uh, what I do is I take comedians, improvisers who are not wheelchair users and I put them in wheelchairs to sort of even the playing fields a little bit. And then, uh, the first half we watch, I find, I scour and I find some sort of Dis, uh, rep- representation of disability in media, whether it's the mm-hmm. fucked up Zach Morris dates a girl in a wheelchair episode of Saved by the Bell, or you know the episode when Bobby, you know the Walsh's cousin, comes from and visits them on nine hundred two and zero. Whatever the the basically what I like to call the very special episode is, mm-hmm. and we watch it. And then we do improv based on that. And then in the second half, I bring up somebody on stage who actually uses a wheelchair and I interview them. And then we do improv scenes based on that. The reason I do it in that order, by the way, is because I've been in the improv community now for what, like five or six, seven Mm -hmm. years, a few years. And I've been a monologist at things like ASCAD and um, different improv shows where I tell the stories and then the improvisers will will make comedy off of it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And very, very rarely will even the most seasoned improvisers take the disability part or the, the, the wheelchair part mm-hmm. and make that part of the comedy because nobody wants to touch it. And I get that. But people with disabilities want to feel represented in comedy as well. I don't want every time I see somebody in a wheelchair for it to be born on the 4th of July or mm-hmm. million dollar baby. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't want it to be yes. an Oscar worthy performance every fucking mm-hmm. time. I want to be represented and in, in laughter as well in comedy. Mm-hmm. So I notice, I get it. People don't want to touch it. So now we make fun of Zach Morris or we make fun of whatever first. Yes. And then by the end, and, and the audience laughs and everybody's guard is down. And then by the time I bring up the person in the wheelchair, everyone's like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. If, if they're talking about it and they're laughing, then this is obviously something that's funny. It's not like they're crying about the time mm-hmm. that, you know, the sad thing. And then we're going to make fun of it. No, it's like, one time this guy said this to me. That's the kind of stuff mm-hmm. we can make fun of. It's so funny that an audience literally needs a half hour of you going, it's okay. Oh, yeah. It's okay before they're on board. I yeah. found, It's the same thing with like fat jokes. I had to write jokes that were like, it's okay. I didn't mm-hmm. leave my house to fe- to have you feel sorry for me. Right. That's the def- that's insane. That's so fucking crazy. Um one of the best mm-hmm. improv scenes I've I've seen about someone playing someone with a disability who didn't have a disability. I think it was my my best dear friend Sashir. She was playing someone with crutches in a scene and the audience thought that was the joke and I was in the scene with her and we were going back and forth about something and then Sashir said something. I can't remember why she said this, but she was like, the crutches are just a thing that's a part of my fucking life. And then hit me with the crutch. And it made <laughs> me laugh so hard because I was like, this is how people with crutches probably feel all the time. That they're like, it's just something I use in my life. It is not my life. It's not the the, the finite thing about me. And then I was like, they probably always want to hit people. And <laughs> well, that's right. As someone who wants to do sketch comedy too, you know, it's as well, it's hard to do because people are always waiting for the punchline. Why is the mm-hmm. teacher in a wheelchair? Why is the girlfriend in a wheelchair? Mm-hmm. Like they're waiting for the wheelchair to come into play and Sometimes, most of the, like, it's not written that way, right? It's not Mm -hmm. part of that. So now, because people have gotten to know me a little bit as a comedian, they see me and they're instantly not, like, waiting for the punchline because they just know, oh, that's a girl in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know me and you see me roll out on stage, you're wondering if this is part of the joke or not. Mm -hmm. You're wondering, is it a costume? Is it real? Like, my one woman show that girl in a wheelchair... It was a half an hour show that went well, but if I ever tried to do like a, a piece of it in mm-hmm. some sort of a best of at the theater, I literally had to tell the host, you have to introduce me as she really uses a wheelchair because otherwise they think I'm making fun of people in wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. Man, that ugh, there is so much complexity to mm-hmm. om- not almost truly everything that you do in your life there's like an added layer of bullshit that you kind of have to like cut through i'm exhausted never mind the fact that i just froze my eggs right before covid because i my clock is starting to tick like five years ago i would have said i don't really care about kids but Uh now it's happening it's happening all this science (laughs) it's true 
So I want a kid. And I think about, well, I can't, I now I have to move. I literally have to move out of Los Feliz, probably to Glendale, because Glendale is flat. Because it's like, mm-hmm. t- it, you know, for, I guess, tourists. I don't know why Glendale's flatter than Los Feliz. I don't know. <laughs> French, a lot of French people visiting the the Americana. But truly, I'm thinking about if I'm going to push a stroller down the street, I need to be able to get down the street myself. Uh And like, and I can't. And and I don't want my kids not to be able to go to their friends' birthday parties because Mm -hmm. mommy can't come in and watch you or not to be able to go to this restaurant. Like, this sucks. This sucks. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, it was personal. And now I'm like, I don't even, my my kid's in a freezer somewhere and I'm already like, hey, don't tell my kid they can't come to you. I'm already like a a protective mother (laughs) because I'm like thinking, what's going to happen? I don't Uh want my kids now to be disadvantaged because I've been disadvantaged my whole life and I've like learned how to deal with it, but this is going to suck. This mm-hmm. is going to suck. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking exhausting. And I, and I what am I going to do? It's not like I can just say, you know what? This, I'm not going to win this argument and stand up and just walk around the rest of the time. I'm stuck. Yep. Yeah. This is the reality of my life. So, and I don't know if it's like, you know, and in our culture, like in America, it's everyone's so afraid. To, like I've gone to Italy, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm an Italian, proud Italiana. You got I to, fucking P.S. Italy, oh. the food in Italy. Oh, oh, I got oh, back oh. to the United States and I the first restaurant I went to, I said to my friend, I was like, I want to knock my plate on the floor and ask what the mm-hmm. fuck this trash is. Italy yeah. has the best fucking food and you're not like full and heavy. No, after any meal, you fucking lose weight. If you go to Italy for a week, you lose. It's 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 magical food. I agree with you. Every time I come home from Italy, I cry. Like the first five (laughs) meals I have, I cry. I'm not even exaggerating. Uh This is just true. It's there's something that they're just doing it. They're just doing it better. They're just doing it better. And it's locally sourced everything. They could tell you like they're like this ricotta was made from Betsy. Betsy's (laughs) out in a field about 30 miles from here. Enjoy. One time I went to a restaurant and I was like, can I have Parmesan cheese? And the server looked at me and my friend translated it for me, my friend Mateo, who's fluent. And the server looked at me and went, no. And then went about her business. And I was like, what? And he was like, well, they cooked it for you the way they think you should eat it. I was like, Uh well, all right. But then I ate it and I was like, oh, this bitch was right. (laughs) Like it didn't eat anything else. But what were you saying about Italy? Sorry. No, it's true. No, I was just saying in Italy, I've, it's like just, I think maybe, and I don't know because I'm still trying to figure out, but I think in America, like, there's, like, people are always so scared because, like, authorities do not want to help me with anything. Strangers on the street are more willing to say, let me help you up these two steps or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you go somewhere, anybody who works there, any authority figure, they don't really want to help because they're afraid that if anything happens, they're liable. Whereas in Italy, everybody's like, Senor, I'm going to and and so I and like on the beach for example I feel like on the beach here in America I can't do anything on my own in Italy I feel like I didn't have to do anything on my own Mm -hmm. I felt like a principessa because everyone was like let me help you let me help you but in a way that was I don't know whereas here people are just so scared to Mm -hmm. like to do and I don't know man we have to I I don't know we gotta fix it I think, uh, I mean, truly, I only spent like a, like a couple days in it, like five or six days. But to me, it felt like, you know, Olive Garden's like, when you're here, you're family. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's stolen from Italy because I feel like Italians very much yeah. are like, I don't know, you're in my restaurant. You're my family. Like, we got so much free shit at restaurants because they were like, oh, you yeah. Guys, like, at one point, they were like, you're like laughing so much. So we brought you X, Y, and Z. Um, but here, I feel like it's a lot of individualism where it's like, well, this isn't affecting me. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you're on your fucking own. Figure it the fuck out. Exactly. Where it's like- and Italy is not accessible per se. I wouldn't say it is. But I will say something really, really cool that I'm trying. And this is kind of where the rolling with my homies idea came started. Like, eventually I want to start having politicians do what I have mm-hmm. comedians do. I just started with my world, which is comics. But I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not in politics. But I want to ultimately get to a place where I put politicians in wheelchairs and have them go around their towns, like Los Feliz or wherever. Sorry, I'm throwing so much shade on Los Feliz right now, but it's just. I, I, I mean, I it's just love like, it. You came for little Doms. You're coming I for know. Los Feliz as, as just a whole. <laughs> You're like, fuck this place. <laughs> I don't like Los Feliz. I do, but they're literally running me out of this of this of the city. Literally, I mean, the the sidewalks are jacked. They're okay. fucked up. 
they're jacked. And my friend who, by the way, wrote me an email recently because she's a new mom. And she said, I am so sorry. I never realized how bad the sidewalks are. I know you've complained about it. But now that I'm a mother with a stroller, I see it. I'm sorry I was so selfish. I'm writing an email to, and she sent, wrote an email to all of these people. And I was like, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. You want to cry. But this literally speaks to what I said. Like, people don't understand shit yeah. until it affects them personally. Exactly. Exactly. And so a cool thing that happened in Sicily, in my non, my grandmother's city where she grew up her little hometown was I can't I went there one time a few years ago and I said to my cousin why is everything accessible and Mm -hmm. you can't see this at home but I'm doing Italian hand motions when I speak (laughs) about Italy and I said to her what and she said oh she said because the the, one of the first things our new mayor did or whatever they call their new mayor whatever Mm -hmm. the word is for is he sat in a wheelchair and he went around he spent a whole day and one day isn't everything but it's something and he Mm -hmm. went around the town and he said, this church needs a, a ramp. This uh, pharmacy needs a ramp. You need to fix this. You need to fix that. It took him by one day. And he made the city so accessible that I noticed it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That I came from a whole other country and noticed it. So it's like, you got to put yourself sometimes in people's... And this is a position you can put yourself in. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to like expand on rolling with my homies eventually. But... You know, one thing at a time. I'm like one person here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's exhausting to try to like make any sort of change or any sort of difference. But honestly, and it's not all I want to talk about. Like, I have so, so many other things I want to joke around about and talk about and fucking, you know. I mean, come on. It's like, <laughs> do you think that that's all I want to talk about is being in a wheelchair ever all my days? And I talked about it literally more in the past two or three years mm-hmm. than. Then I have since I was in middle school, middle school, I had a bump of talking about it mm-hmm. because all of a sudden everybody was like, that's the age where people are like, wait a minute, you're different. And I noticed we mm-hmm. have to figure this out. And then we have to figure this out, <laughs> you know, and then high school. So middle school to high school was trauma city for me. Mm-hmm. Then college, everyone's like, woke, and that's where people start to realize, oh, wait a minute, we're supposed to be a little bit more, you know, cool. And mm-hmm. then something happens, I guess, after college, maybe everyone stops smoking as much, much pot. I don't know what. <laughs> but now it's a fucking issue again. It's an, a huge issue in mm-hmm. my life again. And And yeah, it's because I'm trying to like work and like I said be a mother and and find a fucking potential husband who knows but mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it's a constant issue in my life and I'm like I don't want to talk about this every day <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean girl you're preaching to the fucking choir I don't think I I've know. ever talked about being black as much as I've talked about being black <laughs> in the last two weeks right <laughs> If like it felt I didn't realize other black people were going through this until a black friend was like, are white people texting you to ask you how you are? And I was like, yeah, and I'm not sure why they're doing this. And then this woman Venmoed me money and I was like, wait a minute. One, it was only for twenty dollars. Two, who told her to do this? So I reached out and was like, "What?" And she was like, "Oh, I'm trying to buy your book." And I was like, "Oh, so you don't even oh, understand okay. stores or okay. businesses or okay. how things are done, like transactions?" But I was like, "I was like, this can't be. Someone can't ex- think that my reparations are only twenty dollars." No. Like it, it blew my mind. I was floored. I like. I don't think I've laughed harder. I was like literally rolling around in my bed being like, this is, we've reached a point. This is nuts. But then I saw an article where white people are Venmoing black people, just random amounts of money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this isn't it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of like outrage right now that that is well-deserved, but and I pray it's not trendy outrage, right? Because yes. I wonder like, where is this going? Like, where mm-hmm. is this going? And like I said, we have to fold. Uh, eventually, we have to make sure we fold all everybody into this conversation because, like, there are all kinds of changes mm-hmm. need to be made. And I hope and pray because I've seen people on social media fucking waving all kinds of of Black Live Black Lives Matter flags that didn't give a shit when I couldn't get on stage at UCB. Mm-hmm. Or use a band. You know, like when I was on a Herald team at UCB, do you know that what in order to do a show, I had to use the bathroom at the restaurant mm-hmm. next door. Then I had to roll around from sidewalk to sidewalk, go around the thing. 
knock on the go or into the front of the building, say, can somebody open the back door? Because I couldn't go through the, mm-hmm. the, the, the theater, roll back around the alleyway, come in through the garbage back way, past the garbage dumps, literally, then get carried on stage. All of that. And then for them to say, okay, go ahead, be your funniest. I mean, it's like, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. And that, by the way, is coming at one of the most accessible. And they, and I have to give them props because they have since made the the stage accessible. Mm -hmm. So thank God. But, you know, but that, when I was on on a team there, where was all the uh, pooling of money to get a ramp put in the theater? It's fucked up because... It's a system that is set up to make you fail because you had to do all of that. And then you're like, now I have to fucking be funny. Well, yeah, maybe you won't be funny one of these nights because you've had it, you know? And then it's just like, well, Santina wasn't funny. We got to cut her. And I was like, well, why? Maybe it's because of the circumstance. She doesn't have the best circumstance to access all the funny that she fucking has. That, and not to it mention, fucks me up. All of, it, is, it fucks me up too when like, as far, and I know improvising is the most important thing in the world, but just as an example, when everybody is standing and walking and running and jumping, it takes more effort to push a wheelchair out into mm-hmm. you know the front of the stage to do a walk on or whatever. I mean, it's literally called a fucking walk mm-hmm. on. So <laughs> yes. I mean, no, forgive me if I can't do it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. That's why I think rolling with my role for me personally, the rolling with my homie show. I I feel like that's where I'm my funniest because now I've put everyone else mm-hmm. at the same disadvantage, and we're all like eye to eye. That's the other mm-hmm. thing. Everyone's looking eye to eye, so people aren't even. Like there's this thing in improv, if you don't know about it, that's called um, it's like a warm up where you like point to people and you and like it's under a category. So let's say I pointed to you and I said Captain Crunch, then you would point to someone and say Fruit Loops, right? Mm-hmm. And then they would point to someone and say Checks, whatever. Okay, so I consistently would get pointed at like almost last, almost mm-hmm. always last, and I started to like realize, oh, this is because. Everyone's standing in a circle and there's mm-hmm. just their line of vision. It's not personal, but they're just, they physically can't, I'm just, they don't see me. Mm-hmm. I'm not in their line of vision. So it's like a lot of hurdles to overcome. And that's just comedy. Never mind like all the other things I talked about, trying to ra- raise a mm-hmm. child and find a boyfriend and get a job and fucking go to the little Tom's. But you know, just <laughs> whatever, <laughs> trying to eat a meal. <laughs> She just fucking wants lasagna. Little Doms, please let her get lasagna. Oh, please. If I wanted lasagna, I'd make it. That's, but, but yes, but exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I honestly think after like the next election or whatever, I don't even know when like LA elections are. I need to be better about that. But like, I don't know anything about politics, but Jackie Johnson's boyfriend is deeply into politics. Mm-hmm. I think you should try to set up to fucking have elected officials roll around in a wheelchair and see how fucking hard it is for the people, like the citizens who live in a place where they're helping govern. Like, I think that's like, like, just in your own little city. Hi Jackie. Just in your own (laughs) little city, like whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not asking them to roll around the the world, like far as gum style, just in your little, if you're going to pretend you know anything about your city, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just try. But then again, it's like, I know, and it's true. You can't get all of the information you need. You can't go to every restaurant, every store. Mm -hmm. You can't like do that in one day, but just if you've never, I don't think people realize that it's still a problem. You know how many people say to me, you know, like if we go to a restaurant or something together or a dispensary Mm -hmm. or a fucking, all these places people have been complaining that they can't go to because of COVID tattoo Mm -hmm. parlor, hairdresser, whatever. And I'm just like, Oh, Hi. Welcome to my fucking life. You know how many of these places mm-hmm. I can't go to ever, pandemic or not, because there's two steps to get in and two steps for me. You might as well put a mountain. I I don't mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I can't get up two steps on my own. So, um, but but if I'm with somebody, a lot of times they'll say to me like, "Isn't this illegal?" Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, "Yeah, it is. It's kind of, but isn't mm-hmm. coke illegal?" And I haven't. I mean, I I haven't done coke. <laughs> But I, I did smoke weed before it was legal. So, like, you know, everybody, like, people, whatever. Things are legal. Things are illegal. People are, it doesn't matter. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. I, I don't know. There's a, there's a, I don't think, like, the, even the wokest people mm-hmm. are, are not realizing that this is 
a really huge ongoing issue. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Uh, here's a question to just bounce away from the wheelchair talk. Okay. Uh, what is your ideal uh, partner? What does that look like? Oh, okay. Great. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, I've mentioned before, I'm like a Jersey girl, mm-hmm. right? So I love, I come from, you know, a land of um, dads and uncles who could fix stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Guys who have a truck with their last name on the side, right? <laughs> so I love a guy who can fix something in the house. Mm-hmm. I also, uh, uh, as an Italian woman, love a guy who can cook. You know, I grew up with men cooking in the house, whatever. So I love, those are like top two, like great surprises for me. If a guy can cook and fix stuff uh, that like already I'm, I'm listening. And mm-hmm. then um, funny, funny and like, um, I like a little bit of sarcasm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like sort of like I don't not, not corny. I hate corny. <laughs> um, I hate trying too hard. Um, I'm a dog person. Cats are okay, but I do like dogs. You know, better. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit. I prioritize that a little more. Not, not. I'm not discriminating against cat people. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I feel you. I'm more of a dog person than a cat person. And yeah, okay. Um, and I do think that there's a little bit of a personality distinction there. Um, uh, let's see. And I like a guy who um, like isn't too like loves their mom, but like not too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're dealing with, like, Italian men. They right. are mama's boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once to check in, but maybe don't send them a picture of every fucking meal you eat. <laughs> I think we've come to the end. Have we? We have. <laughs> Santina, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, uh, fuck. I always fucking forget this. I, I usually ask all of my guests this, but uh, would you date me? <laughs> I mean at this point I would probably give it a try I don't yeah at this point I don't know <laughs> I'm exhausted <laughs> who am I to say no in these days that is, that is, honestly maybe my favorite answer anyone has ever given a long pause Throwing their hands up in the air and going, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <sighs> My God, that really, really fucking got me. <laughs> oh, I fucking love that. Well, if you like this. Oh, wait, do you have, do you have anything you want to promote? Just, you know, um, rolling with my homies coming to a earbud near you. I don't know. (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Santina. And if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can subscribe. You can like it on iTunes. You can rate it five stars or one star. Who really cares? But if you send me something nice hitting on me, I will read it. This person said, I want to dress up in a pair of matching feety pajamas with you and have five minutes of missionary style where all we do is zip down the front and leave the rest on, followed by us getting really naughty and sharing a jello cup together in bed instead of the kitchen table while mom isn't none the wiser in the other room. Tee hee hee. Well, that wasn't as much nasty as you have a fetish, and that is very specific and strange. But thank you. Uh, bye bye. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. <laughs>